Okay, from the upper deck, what do you guys think the chances were of that individual throwing the golf ball and it actually hitting Lane on the field? You hit that guy! He shouldn't have been standing there. Field. Because people aren't talking about how hard that was. <laughs> I don't know, but that man should be up for Heisman consideration <laughs> with that elite accuracy. I mean, the real geez. question is why hasn't Barstool had that man on for a segment? I mean, <laughs> it really, it's impressive, really. Because he'd go into prosecution. Uh, well, still, you just got to have him on. <laughs> but I, I, me and Taylor have done this. In golf tournaments, they'll give you what they call a sandy. And just from experience, you can't throw a golf ball from the middle of the fairway like you think because you throw out your arm. It sucks, <laughs> and it's so hard. The golf ball is so small that it's, you know, it goes anywhere. And if we find out that he was at the upper deck <laughs> at Tennessee, Ashman, who got stuck up there, and he just decided to absolutely chunk one as high as he could, that would be so funny. Just to find right. that I hope that's what happened, really. Uh, first of all, I mean that that was premeditated. Who brings a golf ball into a stadium? He's been holding. <laughs> he's been doing that. He's been waiting for a time for that to occur. He's been saying, "In case something goes wrong, in case we lose some stupid way, I'm gonna chunk this one of these games, one of these games." And he finally did. Oh, no doubt, he had his spin calculated. <laughs> I think that's 100 percent what happened. I think he's some fifth-year senior. And he's had that golf ball at every game for Tennessee for the last five years. And this thinking, was the last straw. Thinking, ah, maybe not. Maybe not this game. i got to hold on to it. He's reared back a couple of times. Yeah. It's the first time that he actually decided to pull the trigger. Either that or it was a 30-year-old who was really mad that Lane <laughs> Kiffin left Tennessee in 2009 and said, I'm hitting this man tonight. What if we get, like, video evidence of somebody from the premium area, some old man? That just said, you know, the hell with it, and just threw it, and it actually made it all the way there. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. But anyways, it was a great game. Um, if I was Greg Sankey, I would have came out today and said, you know, even if Tennessee would have won that football game, I'm voiding it, it's, and Ole Miss deserves a victory because that completely and utterly changed the game. Yeah, I mean, they – they should have an empty stadium, in my opinion, for the rest of the year. It's just a disgrace what they did. Um, I don't know, Taylor. What do you think? Well, you know, I, I think you could you try to win any way possible, and that's just what <laughs> happened. So, I mean, to me, it's not a big deal. But so, I mean, well, so where's the line for you then? Is there a line? There's not a line. No, uh, no there's no, no visible no line, line for me. Uh, no anything's line. in play. When it's even for golf, you know, I feel so, like golf would be a whole hell of a lot harder so, if you had some random person on the course who was just spearing people as they hit. So that would make things so much more interesting. So streaking onto the field and uh, <laughs> suplexing Lane Kiffin is not crossing the line. No, no, I'm not saying that's not crossing. Okay, all right. Let me <laughs> let me back up real quick. Like you have that option, is what I'm saying. Right, right. But the thing is, if you're the university, you also have an option to have gunmans everywhere. And I'm talking about hard tasers, not these little light, you know, Taylor, retractable Taylor, ones. Taylor, Taylor. You know, I was thinking about this, and Dad's actually the one who reminded me of this. I was thinking, you know, Tennessee fans must be trash. They're from, you know, the backwoods. They are. Whatever, whatever I'm thinking. But then I remember about 
16 years ago and me as a kid. And I remember when Jeff Gordon won Talladega. And it was like cloudy with a chance of meatballs, <laughs> except with beer cans that was thrown on that racetrack at his car. Oh. And, I was, and I was just thinking, you know, that's where me and Taylor grew up around that area at Piedmont. Yeah. And you know, just people get mad. And it was a it was a the correct call. They can eat shit on that. It was the correct call. Yeah, there's no way you can un- overturn that. It's like yeah, it's impossible. Exactly. But um yeah, it was a great game. Matt Corral is definitely my Heisman favorite. Um I think he's the best player in college football actually. What he did on Saturday night uh, is just flat out incredible. Well, just coming from his standpoint, him and Kiffin have such a good relationship too, and that's something that I I thought was really cool. I watched his little segment on ESPN about it, and it's like they're almost friends, you know. Right. It's not like Nick Saban. I swear, like I feel like his quarterbacks don't have many conversations with him because they're like right. I'm scared to death of him. I feel like Kiffin yeah. is like you can play poker with a man, you can go to the bar with a man. Like, he's a cool guy to play for. Well, I think that's what made Tua so unique when he came to Alabama because Tua didn't grow up watching college football. He grew up in a family of faith. And you could just always tell Tua wasn't scared of coach. It was kind of different than anybody else ever, and he wasn't scared of anything. That's also that Hawaiian culture, too, behind him. <laughs> right. that, you know, he wasn't scared of Nick Saban. He had a lot bigger things to worry about than football. Right. And Yeah. And um, the other big news of the night was Cocho, unfortunately, his time in Baton Rouge has come to an end. And yep. I think I've always been on the side if there's any type of rumblings just to go ahead and get rid of the guy. But I kind of disagree with his fire. Um, I did too. Two years from a national championship and you let him go. It's not the same situation as Gene Chizik. Yeah. Gene Chizik went three and nine. This is not a three and nine team, you know. Since the national championship, and it's so it's so disrespectful to him to do it now and not wait till the end of the year. It's just, I mean, they've really kicked him to the curb so hard. Especially him, community like he does. Like, dude, let me tell you something. Coach O can motivate me to go to war. Like, I, I would love to go yeah, play that guy. Um, Talking so, about another coach that's that you go drink a beer with. Coach oh, is another one of them. Taylor, absolutely. did you say that he's been nine and eight since the national since he championship? won the national championship? That's yeah, what I saw. And, and they're going to give up on him? Like it's not that Scott, bad. I know Scott Woodward's a new AD, and you want to give you know get his guy in there, but mm-hmm. just to give up on a person that quick after he's done that, and I know yeah. that there's all these things coming out, but people can be, you know, sh- you know, shut up. He's single. He can right. sleep with, he's a grown man. He can well, do whatever he wants to do. He's and, divorced. So. <laughs> right. And he's divorced. And, but people can, they're saying he's got all these girlfriends. Well, Who cares? Good for that's him. Nobody, that's nobody. No, not good for him, but that's nobody else. <laughs> that's nobody else's business. Uh, it doesn't you affect know? what he does on the football field. Right. That doesn't affect least. that. I, I, I really, that kind of irritates me. I, when people get, Get to personal lives. I mean, in that case, then Bill Clinton should have been removed from office. Right. Absolutely. And pretty much Robert Morrow should be in the office right now. Pretty much every other president (laughs) to ever exist. Right. Um, But moving on, Alabama looked great. Everybody knew they'd bounce back, and that was the easiest line to cover ever. 
in the grand scheme of things. But Alabama still has some problems on the offensive line, especially on the right side with Chris Owens. I just feel like Alabama doesn't have like a, like a secondary guy behind Chris Owens, apparently, who's worth a crap. I mean, if you did it all, you'd have already pulled the man. Like, it's not that hard to be that hard if you're Alabama. I mean, really good bounce back game by the Tide, though. I mean, they could have really just blown up the uh, morale by having a close game, but they right. it was not in doubt. I mean, we were it was over by the time the first quarter was halfway done. So that's yeah. a good sign. You know, Samuel last, uh, last week said something that may end up happening. This may end up being like the 2014-15 season, or 2015-16 season. <laughs> when Jake Coker was our quarterback, we lost Ole Miss, and then we didn't play well the next game. And then we kind of found our rhythm throughout the end of the season. And it right. ended up being a pretty good season for us. Like the loss yeah. kind of made us better in those previous years where we lost the game. And hopefully that's what it'll do this year again. And it's looking like it. And the other thing I'll say about the game is uh, Will Anderson <laughs> next after next year – Absolute um, beast. If the if the first pick doesn't need a quarterback, he's a first. It's got to be the first overall pick next year. Taylor, yeah. have you seen him? He's incredible. Well, I understand. I mean, the the yeah. fact that he has to yeah, come back, yeah. The fact he has to come back to college next year is just incredible. I mean, this dude's about to be. This dude could play in the NFL right now. That's far Alabama right now. Player, absolutely, and probably the best defensive player. I'm on. That's just how I see it. But he has. No defensive line to help supplement him for anything. Right, like, that's right. it. Well, that's that's the issue going on right now, especially in um, you know, like when they're in a a running down, they know Alabama's so weak up the middle with our defensive tackles. We played better, but we're so weak up the middle that they know if they run trap scheme or if they run you know a little zone action with cutbacks that. Up the middle is really weak for Alabama. People want to blame the linebackers. When you're getting hit two or three yards down the field, you don't have a chance, you know? That's right. Yep. And um, But that was Alabama. Alabama wins. I think it ended up the score being 48-9. to nine. The, uh, the game I lost a lot of money on was Arkansas actually getting mm. the – tires and wheels mm. just beaten off of them by Auburn, yeah, which surprised I'm, me so much. Right, right. I mean, I Auburn really, had a good game plan going on for Arkansas. They did. They absolutely did, and uh, it just led to what happened to them. Yeah. And, and this year, but they've kind of cooled off, and they haven't been able to win any of those tight games. So now they're just in that demoralizing you know, position where they're like, oh, crap, it's not going to be as good as we thought it was going to be. And Sam Pimmick could not have put them in a worse position to win the game over and over on fourth down, just running these baby plays, run plays up the middle. Just like, how are you expecting to convert that? It's fourth and three. You have to have some type of pass option on those plays. Exactly. I just k- killed them over and over, and it was too much in the end. Exactly. That's what uh, me and Samuel were talking about on uh, Sunday. Kendall Bryles, man, it's the same thing Lane did against Alabama. Those fourth and one plays, everybody knows you're going A or B gap. You know what I mean, Taylor? Absolutely. You've got to have some option where you have the tight end in the flat 
where that, you know, the quarterback can see, okay, he released really good. He could throw it right there. You've got to have some other yeah. option. Or run a bootleg or something. I mean, K.J. Jefferson's got legs, man. Use them. Use them. Like, you know, I'll be honest. It, like, if Alabama run on fourth and one runs it up the middle on Georgia, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not uh, going to work. No. <laughs> uh, it's like running into the Great Wall of China. Guys, that may be the best defense I've ever seen. It probably is. I mean, uh, since we've been alive, it has to be. Two thousand. It, it has to be top three at least. Two thousand sixteen Alabama when they had Reuben yeah. Foster, Rashawn Evans, Dalvin Tomlinson, Jonathan Allen, Quinn Williams, Deron Payne, Marlon Humphrey, Anthony Aver, Eddie Jackson. That may yeah, be. That's it. That's it. Yeah. There's, that may be. Close. But Taylor, I'm telling you, this defense is pretty. Freaking close. They're that good. First of all, 99 on Georgia. He needs to be up for the Heisman. I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. (laughs) That's dead serious. He needs to be in New York. That dude is a freak. Jordan Davis. I mean, he should be the he should be the number one. I don't know what year he is, but he should be the number one overall draft pick. Real real quick question. Anybody is JT Daniels, is he indefinite for the season or are they gonna have Bennett or Benton starting the entire time? What do you think? They have Bennett, um, Bennett starting. Uh, Alabama will be in the game. Um, yeah, I think so. The, ma- the mailman. Yep. Um, the other, the question I was going to have. Um, can you guys still see me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the question I was going to ask, and I don't want to see you guys looking at your phones. I want Taylor to go first. Taylor. Who was the last defensive tackle slash lineman to be in New York as a Heisman finalist? Oh, can you give me? A... I know it. I know like, it. Like I decade believe... era, or okay, I believe it was two thousand nine. Let me answer. Let me answer. Nine. Yep. Oh man, Clowny. No. Nadamakong Sue, bro. Nadamakong from Nebraska. Yes, sir. Would know that. Wow. Nadamakon, dude. I used to remember watching him, and he would literally obliterate people. Like he would get away with so many unsportsmanlike penalties. Well, he would get flat. He would get flagged for so many penalties, but he would also get away with so many. Yeah, like, I watched sling, slinging quarterbacks after the plays over. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? All right, guys. So I have another breakaway question. What are the three coming college football teams, in your opinion? Go first. Um. You mean programs? Or are you talking programs about- that are being built back up? Not, not right now. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, Ole Miss is, is one of them. I mean, Absolutely. as long as long as Lane Kiffin stays there, and this is their best. This is their first really good year, and next year they should be even better. I mean, they've got nowhere to go but up. Uh, Secondly, I'll still go with Arkansas, even though they uh, they've had a bad couple of weeks. I still think they're going to really be good really good. Coach. Really good year. coordinators too. Yeah, really and then good this one this one's a really hot take, but I'm have to still go with Florida State after they hit rock bottom at the beginning of this year, and uh, but, but they've looked really really good the last two weeks. And Mike Norville, Mike Norville's got their recruiting. Mike Norville's got their recruiting up, <laughs> and, and and they're gonna beat Clemson next year. By the way, 
Oh, God, a sack of potatoes could beat Clemson right now. I mean, no, but uh, that's true. The, the facts true. are they just got beat by Jack Castles in Jacksonville State. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, they already hit rock bottom, so that means the only way they can go Sam, is up now. Samuel, you said programs on the rise. So that's, I, that's I like the opinion. Of the ten, of the that's ten be listeners we have, is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, that's wrong. Uh, Mike Norvell is going to be out after next year. Really? That's that's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. What? I don't know. Gone. He hadn't had much of a chance to do anything. Listen, they had a quarterback playing on one real leg in those first two games, and, and hey, you're saying, props to McKenzie saying, Milton. Listen, they couldn't yeah, even—he yeah, couldn't yeah, even move. When they get a real quarterback, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. The other one's Baylor. Uh, Dave Aranda is a great coach. Um, he may be at LSU. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you one that is not on the up and coming. And that is Mississippi State. I just completely disagree with the way that Mike. Yeah, they're they is, are not. Your air raid, you can't control the clock doing that. They'll be six and six every single year. Yeah, I mean. just I just completely disagree with number one the hire, and two I I, I like Mike a lot. That's not going to work. Um, I just don't believe it. Like my. My three teams, uh, pretty evident. I think Arkansas, obviously, because of what they've come from this year. They've had a lot of close games where they should have won. Obviously, Ole Miss, Kiffin, I feel like is, I mean, that town and that cities and communities, football schools, you know, Golden Wagon, he's what's leading that. I maybe if we can get rid of Sarkeesian, if we can get rid of <laughs> Uh, and his bum ass. Um, Maybe they should we'll, recruit people that can actually wrap up tackles. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, that's got to be it. Scott it's Taylor, just they, he's done a great job. <laughs> I, I really do believe that. Uh, you think so, honestly? Arkansas throttled Texas. Okay, they just got beat by Oklahoma State. They got beat yeah. by Oklahoma after leading with a like, enormous lead. Hey, he needs Taylor. To be, now. By the way, I predicted it to happen again. Another blown lead. I said you it did. was going to happen. Taylor, a sign that you're really bad up front on both sides of the ball is if you can jump out to a big lead like they do and you can't control the clock and run the ball in the second half, which they can't, even though they had the best running back in college football. Oh, but John Robinson is unbelievable. Right. So the issue they're having is up front. If he can get some guys in there to play – they're going to be really good. I think he's going to do a, a really good job. I think he's a great coach. All right, up next, segment of the week, we got uh, Mad Doggin with Matty Light. Two down, and Rick Vaughn has come on to try and nail it down against Felipe Aguilar, a dangerous right-handed batter. Here's the pitch. Oh, shit. Something part of the show you all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll kick it off with question number one. Who do y'all think LSU should hire? James Franklin. Well, I mean, that 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 would be their pinnacle of a guy to get. Um, I don't think he's going to leave Penn State. I don't know the benefits, you know, other than coaching the SEC and have a little bit more talent. But he's got it made right now in Happy Valley. I don't think he's going to come, but that's the guy on the top of the pecking board, I think. He's got to be. Uh, he's a great coach. He's a winner. 
Um, he's won in the SEC before at Vanderbilt. Imagine what he's going to could do at LSU. Look, I think when you're talking about a proven winner and a guy with a lot of experience, I think John Gruden is that type of guy. I think I think that LSU would uh that he would fit in great there. I mean, they're a they're a program with a lot of people like John Gruden. Isn't it Luke Fickle at Cincinnati? Isn't that his name? Great hire from what he's done for for Cincinnati. Yeah. In all seriousness, yeah. that's a great pick. That would be a great pick. Yeah, um, I tell you, uh, Luke Fickle is waiting for that Michigan job to come open. I that's really what he wants. believe that. I think he played at Ohio State, but he's waiting for that job to come open. Um, I think he'd do yeah. a really good job there. The guy I had in mind, and if I'm Scott Woodward, I make this call tomorrow. Uh, it wouldn't happen until the end of the season, but I make the call tomorrow, and I try to get Lane. I think Lane is the best play caller in college football. He brings a ton of attention. Players love playing for him. Right. And how he revolutionized Alabama and what he's doing now with Ole Miss. I think that's definitely. That's going to be an interesting storyline considering they're playing each other on Saturday. I wonder if he'll be asked about it or not. But you you know he's getting a call at least. Yeah. Um. And people want to say Jimbo. I don't think know, so. That's, that's not going to happen. First uh, of all, they can't – that's too much – like Jimbo's exactly. – they're going to have to pay him $100 million just to, so, for him to leave. That's just so, like exactly. why. But, Samuel, in theory, let's just put it to you like this. Okay, so Jimbo, we're going to pay you the same amount of money. There's more pressure. You probably got less talent here than you do at A&M. And right you got a shorter leash. And you got a shorter leash like yeah, Edo yeah. had. Yeah, unless he's an idiot, he wouldn't accept that. Just, but, just yeah. unbelievable to me, like you said, shorter leash. How did they get rid of him, man? Two years he's removed from a national championship. Not, you're getting rid of the guys. And he's from there. And he, like, makes yeah, sense. he's literally he's literally a son of Louisiana. Like, he's from Louisiana, like born and raised, went there. Like, For all kinds of all his heart. Loves it with all his heart. That's like Alabama. Alabama Sweeney to Alabama, bro. Uh, we take him in just, just not, like we would take thing. him in. Take him in just the same way Louisiana well, took him when they're wrong. No, let me let me hit on that topic. Difference is Ed Orgeron. He's, he's exiled for LSU, and he brought so much intensity. Got fired from Ole Miss from ripping off his shirt at a boosters meeting after shotgunning Red Bulls. Uh, <laughs> Dabo Sweeney is more likely to have a prayer in the middle of the field and get beat by, uh, I mean, Louisiana Monroe. So, no, honestly, I just don't think Dabo Sweeney no. should be coaching. No. And that's definitely not the SEC. I think Boise State is a place he will end up. He got <laughs> fired because allegedly he hit on one of the LSU officials, the top of a guy, on his pregnant wife. And uh, oh, that's got. a leaking story coming out today. So, you know, he shot high. Wait, so, 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 I want you to restate that so my, my can so wrap a high it. LSU official, I don't know who, but what that means is the associate athletic director of something or a booster or something like that. Oh, okay. He hit on his, on her, you know, his pregnant wife. Oh, okay. He said, hey, you know, whatever, you know, Cajun. He said, hey, we should work out together. Yeah, something like that. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that, boys. Hey, you're looking good in those spandex pants. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, Maddie, go ahead. 
All right, question number two. We actually had Coach Harson come by our office today. Um, what are y'all's thoughts? Do y'all think he'll be successful for Auburn? Coach Harson, I really appreciate how professional this is. This isn't a joke. I appreciate that he looks like a professional and he kind of conducts himself himself in a professional way. Auburn hasn't had that. Um, uh, that Auburn had a high school football coach and it's an ex Exactly, and the guy kind of, I guess, fitting their rep. But this guy's professional. I thought the way he handled Bo was extremely well, and they're getting better. Period. Mm-hmm. They are. They're getting. I mean, better. he's already been really successful. I mean, I thought they were going to be under five hundred at this point in the season, and that's been yeah. so wrong. That has been so wrong. They're what five and two now with really good wins over LSU, Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, Here's they, lost I a, they lost the two top seven teams. That's not that's not bad. That's not a bad that's not record. Terrible. No. But here's yeah. what I see with Brian Harson. I see Brian Harson as a turnaround guy. I think he can turn around a program. I think he's a smart man. I don't think he's going to have those huge losses ever. Uh, you know, he had a good career at Boise State and Arkansas State, and now back and then going back to Boise State. But I just don't see Brian Harson as being the man to ever win a national championship. He might contend for some big bowl games, maybe even a playoff one day, but I just don't see him as a threat to win a national championship. Oh. That's most Auburn coaches for you. I mean, Gus Malzahn was kind of the same thing. Uh, he made one. He almost won one, though, his first year. Uh, I mean, Chizik got, got lucky with one. Tuberville, same thing. Why are we talking about Chizik for the LSU job? I mean, I feel like that's a – Perfect hire. No, man, we can't lose him off SEC Network. He's all, he's really good. Do you guys listen to him? He really is good. Like, Chisdom is what it's called. Yeah, I, I, I like listening to him. He wasn't a good head football coach, but he's a good analyst. Really is. And all serious, you know, all serious. All right, Maddie, go ahead. Third question is what the people really want to know. Would you rather get hit with a golf ball or a mustard bottle? Great question. Mm. Um, number one, if both of them are coming from the upper deck, uh, both really hurt and the golf ball can kill you. Yeah. So with the chances of fatality, I'm going to roll with the mustard bottle. But if that mustard bottle hits you in the side of the head, <laughs> that high up, you're dead. I mean, it's a lot of pain. You know, I don't think yeah. the mustard bottle was thrown from the upper deck, but it still could hurt. So, oh, we're first of all, I don't think it's a full. I don't think it was a full can <laughs> bottle of mustard. It was probably like a fourth of the way full. So, I'll definitely go with the mustard bottle if that's the case. Uh, I'd probably still go with the mustard bottle if it was, even if it was full, just because a golf ball. That uh, I just don't want to imagine getting hit by a golf ball from that far away. Well, uh, I'm gonna say you know the opposite, and you know, I'll, I'll explain why. Uh, golf ball, you get hit, hit in the head with that. Obviously, it hurts. Obviously, people see it happen. You fall down. If you get back up and you lead your team to win a game <laughs> after a halfway concussed with a golf ball in your skull, uh, you deserve a monument. And I feel like the mustard bottle isn't going to damage you as much as the golf ball does. So, 
That's my take. That's well, a good I, reason. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's all that we have for this week. We'll have another podcast dropping for everybody Wednesday. So let's make sure that everybody, you know, tunes in and listens. And we appreciate everybody. Again, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or, you know, anywhere people have podcasts. All right, guys. Appreciate it. God bless. Don't, don't have a great night. Have an American night.